Welcome to the Australian Digital Health Agency podcast, supporting health professionals to realise a healthier future for Australians through connected healthcare. Hello, I'm Donna Alexander, a cybersecurity professional at the Australian Digital Health Agency. In this month's podcast, we will be exploring password management and how you can manage this as someone who works in healthcare. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are broadcasting from and on which you are listening. I wish to acknowledge their continuing connection to land, seeing community, and I pay my respects to them and to Elders past, present and emerging, and extend the respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples joining us today. Today, I'm speaking to two people working in healthcare about the practical steps they follow to manage their passwords. It's my great pleasure to introduce uh, Ben Wilkins and Jaffley Chen. With digital systems, we have so many passwords that we use to access them. And ideally, we should be using a strong, unique passphrase for each one. So a passphrase is a combination of at least four random words. The reality though is many people use the same password or passphrase every time they need to create a new online account and that can cause a serious problem um, that is called the domino effect where if someone malicious guesses your password you are then giving them the keys to the kingdom and the, the dominoes will fall as they can access all of the accounts that have that same password. Password reuse is also a problem because many of the password leaks that occur each year, even on large websites, can expose your details to the whole world. And if someone gains access to your accounts using one of these exposed passwords, they could then reset the password so that you can't access your account. And if that's an account that you need to use uh, to provide healthcare services and you can't access that information, that's going to have impact to you um, in delivering services to patients. As well as as an individual, of course, it could prevent you getting onto your online banking and result in financial loss as well. So um, I might hand over first to, to Jaffley Chen. Um, Jaffley, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience and just uh, talk a little bit to us about your thoughts on passwords and why they're important? Yeah, thanks, Donna. So, lovely to be here. My name is Jaffley Chen. I'm a doctor in Tamworth at the moment, working on the COVID frontlines as a clinical director of the respiratory clinic here. My personal background with passwords is that when I was younger, I would be the kind of person that had that one password, and even though I thought it was quite strong in that it had letters and numbers and you know I, I thought it was a pretty good password i used it for everything and i had an experience multiple experiences where there would be a, a breach in one of my accounts and and luckily when i was because i was young i didn't have any of those really important accounts it didn't really make me think that i needed to have have a stronger password or change my habits but nowadays especially given the kind of technology that we have to on the cloud to be able to carry your passwords with you there's really no reason to um, not have a password manager, not have you know, a different password for it's There's definitely a lot of dangers associated with having um, a weak password or not having different passwords. And I'm really excited to talk today about how we can actually manage some of those risks and make sure that you know, we're keeping that kind of private information away from people that aren't supposed to have it. Great. Thanks, Jeffrey. And Ben, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience and uh, tell us uh, 
why you think this is such an important topic. Thanks, Donna. My name is Ben Wilkins. I'm a pharmacist. Uh, I'm a clinical reference lead at the agency as well. And I work in the public space, uh, regulation uh, for a bunch of doctors as well, and a not-for-profit. So I find that I've sort of moved from a couple of hundred passwords to a huge amount more than that, apart from all the clinical information that I regularly look at. And I fell into the practice of pretty much using name, pets, family, years, date of birth type of password management, which I realised was totally hackable and exposed me significantly. So because that was inherently weak, I had to revisit my approach. Uh, and in many regards, I, I look at high, medium and low risk passwords or, or sensitivity for what's being accessed. So obviously your, your financial and, and uh, you know, uh, government-related ones, you, they're a high-risk one. You don't want that data loss. So I really had to go to a whole new complexity. Uh, so, look, I'm looking forward to exploring it today and uh, and sharing further tips and uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. So um, nobody, as we've discovered, really likes the, the number of passwords they have to manage, but they are a fact of life and they're often the first line of defence uh, for protecting the really important information that we all want to access online, whether that's with our work or, or um, with our, our life. And while um, we've tried to kill some of them off by replacing them with fingerprints and face scanning types of technologies, neither of these are perfect and some systems don't offer that capability. So you're right, Ben, we need to talk about how do you make them better and how can you also manage to remember all these different passwords. So how about first we discuss how you create a good password? Jaffley, do you have any tips for our listeners on the types of things that a, a strong password might contain? I think, as I alluded to earlier, a good password is just going to be something that it can't be guessed. I've actually come around to the view that with, with password managers, I can actually have a different password for um, every account and still be able to manage them effectively. It's very efficient these days because all you have to do is search up the website that you want to enter or want to or account you want to enter, and then the password manager almost does it all for you. So for me, you know, a strong password that is hard for even you know, a supercomputer to crack would be something that does have a few different characters in it, whether they're letters, numbers, or um, special characters. And even more than just passwords, I think these days with authenticators and uh, two, uh, I think it's called um, two-step verification, where you get another code to your phone before you can log in. I think those are some of the additional extra steps that can really lock down your account um, if, if, if it's a really high-risk high, high risk account or sensitive account. Thanks, Jacqueline. And Ben, how about you? Um, have you come across any ways um, that you can create a good password? I really like what Jaffley said. The two-step authentication is it's, it always gives me a sense of uh, confidence. Um, uh, but on the whole, um, the two-step authentication process is my favourite. Uh, I've tried a few different password managers, and I I always like um, 
this is an old one actually. Um, I always like using things like a, a foreign word, let's say a Latin or a French word, and it's got enough characters and that can actually uh, link to the numbers. You've got a process of working out. If you t type uh, number one normally into the password, well, that might correspond to a letter. Um, so what I find in practice is, particularly at a lot of pharmacies that I visit, they've actually got the password sticky taped onto the top of the screen. Um, and a lot of businesses, let's say with their router, the if it was as simple as password one, two, three, that they got set up, that remains for years and years. Well, there's some really interesting advice there. Um, I can give some some inputs from um, the Australian Cyber Security Centre um, where they uh, recommend that passwords are at least 14 characters long. The longer, the better. Uh, it makes it harder for cyber criminals to crack a long password. Um, certainly, uh, we've touched on here having a mixture of letters, upper and lower case, numbers and special characters. And by having that combination, it also makes it harder for cyber criminals, all the, the machinery or automated tools they use to crack. Also avoiding things that are easy to guess, as we've talked about, names of pets, family members, birth dates, addresses. We mentioned before that a passphrase is another alternative and um, Ben even mentioned writing those words in a different language to further add further complexity. Um, so a passphrase is usually a combination of four words and uh, then you substitute some of those letters for numbers or special characters to make it even stronger. And uh, the use of, of two-step or multi-factor authentication, well, you may have a separate soft token such as an app on your phone or a hard token like you often get from the bank when you do your online banking that generates a random number that you also need to put in to confirm you are who you say you are. Now both of you mentioned password managers and uh, Ben touched on the importance of not writing passwords down and, and the uh, alarming practice of actually taping them um, where they're visible to everybody and everyone's sharing the same password. So um, a password manager is a way of virtually writing these things down, but it's locked by a master key that only you should know. You shouldn't share passwords. Some of you might think that sounds bad and what if someone gets my master password? And that's a reasonable and rational fear. And that's why it's essential that that master password is exceptionally strong. Remembering that you've, you're only then having to remember that one super long, super strong password to get in and see the other ones that you've stored. The password manager can provide a good way to protect the rest of your password, um, provided that um, it's also reputable and, and is encrypting um, that data as well. They don't just store your passwords. Password managers can also help you generate and save strong and unique passwords when you sign up to new online accounts. So that means whenever you go to the website or app, you can pull up the password manager, copy your password and paste it into the login. Some of them also come with browser extensions that will automatically fill your password in for you um, and have an encrypted sync across devices so you can take your passwords anywhere with you. So, um, Jaffley, have you um, got any tips for our listeners on the benefits or the practical ways of uh, using password managers? Yeah, I could not rave about my password managers um, enough, to be honest. It's important 
to have an extremely strong password that you remember for, for the manager. And there's actually services out there now to see if any of them have been involved with breaches. So then obviously I would recommend that you actually you know, look into um, the background of these services. And that's actually how I found out that one of my passwords um, that had, well, the password that I was talking about in the, in the, that I had used when I was younger had been uh, involved in the breach. And I had a lot of accounts that um, still used passwords, accounts that I didn't use anymore and weren't important to me, but still accounts that I owned. And I actually, that's how I kind of went towards a password manager because I realized that I still had a lot of accounts out there that I either should close or change the password for. And the use of a password manager actually helped me automatically create a lot of different, very strong passwords that I could then save for the future. When you use these services, you know, and you have a different password for each account, you know that even if one manages to end up in a breach, and now you know that you only have to change the password for that one account, for example. I think it's really useful that when we're talking about two-factor authentication, I would also suggest that another area that you might want to have a really strong separate password for is, say, your email. Because I've had the experience of where I've been getting emails um, asking to uh, giving me a code for a login. And that's when I actually know that someone's been trying to access my account because they've tried to reset a password or, or log in. And I was really lucky that I had two-factor two authentication um, set up because it meant that they couldn't get in. And I actually had the added benefit of knowing that someone was trying to get in. So I, I really love password managers. Um, I would recommend that people obviously look into the background of the password manager that they choose to use. But... Um, there's definitely some some that have additional features, as you as you mentioned, that uh, make life a lot easier. And I couldn't really imagine having to manage all of my accounts without one anymore. Thanks, Jaffley. I've seen um, some statistics that uh, say the average user, business user, can have up to 191 passwords. So, uh, yeah, having a, a way to manage all of that is a good thing. Ben, how about you? Have you um, tried any password managers and? Had any insights on uh, the way to, to manage that safely? Donna, I've had a look at a few of the apps and because I tend to carry my phone with me pretty frequently, uh, that's been the direction I've taken. And you indicated earlier that you, a good password uh, would have at least 14 characters. And originally I found that quite difficult to come up with. Uh, and uh, so having a password manager really meant that I could have a lot of variation uh, and remain on top of it uh, without actually having to click on forgot password all the time, which used to be my my uh, past practice. Thanks, Ben. So it um, sounds like password managers um, may be something that's helpful. Um other things that uh, people use are fingerprints or, or facial recognition, or even I've, I've noticed in, in some healthcare organisations that people's security passes, like a swipe card, allow them to um, authenticate onto different workstations. Um, have, have you, uh, Ben, seen that in practice um, in your sector? It's not really an inbuilt feature of most of the software related to pharmacy. Uh, may well be in the future. Uh, and uh, there is some facial recognition with some software um, in relation to opioid replacement therapy. Um, but that's quite um, quite new and and really not wide in the marketplace. 
Uh, I think the swipe card scenario we've all seen at uh, um, at a hospitality place, often people have wristbands. That type of scenario isn't commonplace in, in community pharmacy at this point. Jeffrey, uh, what are you seeing out there in, time, in terms of new ways and new technologies for helping people um, authenticate and, and access the information they need? We, we've talked a little bit about how passwords at the moment are a bit of a fact of life. And I think a lot of that is because when we have tried to implement something different that theoretically is more effective, we actually haven't really thought about how people are going to use them. I think we a lot of the times we fall back on convenience. And at the moment, passwords almost act as the uh, they're a gatekeeper, right, to the, the very important things that we need to do. And because they're so important in our lives, we need something that's reliable in a sense in that it works most of the time and we don't get frustrated about it, uh, even though when you, when you do forget a password and you have to go reset it, it can be frustrating. But on the, on the whole, it's not like you have to call someone to come and fix an actual device. You know, let's say a swipe card really gets broken, for example. So I think we definitely need to end up moving into a direction that is away from passwords and more on something that is potentially, let's say, more secure. But we haven't gone there yet yet, because I think we need to really think about how people are going to use them, how to actually invest the right amount of energy, time and um, uh, financial resources into making sure that they actually work every single time. But I, 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 mean, I echo um, Ben's sentiment in that we don't see it at the moment in Australia, at a, at a large scale at least, but I think we will eventually. Thanks, Jeffrey. So um, to sort of summarise, we've, we've talked about that having a long password with a combination of letters, numbers and special characters uh, is one way to reduce the risk that someone can guess your password and that it's important that you don't write them down or share them and that uh, people may want to consider alternatives such as password managers to help them create and remember strong passwords. There are risks involved with storing all of your passwords in one place and you will need to consider those when deciding whether to use a password manager. And before storing each password, you just might want to stop and consider how important that password is to you. Ben mentioned considering uh, which are your highest risk accounts that hold the most valuable information. In most cases, the benefits uh, can outweigh the risks. However, if the consequences of a particular account being compromised would be high, it may be better to commit that one to memory rather than storing it in your password manager. But in addition to choosing strong master password, um, ensuring that your devices are password protected and using um, multi-factor or two-factor authentication for your uh, password manager and your devices when it's available uh, is a good idea. There are new technologies coming out all the time and exploring uh, the benefits of those for, for your business uh, or organisation is worthwhile. The agency also has additional resources that will support your understanding of passwords and password managers. You can visit training.digitalhealth.gov.au for additional free online training on passwords and other cybersecurity related issues, as well as uh, there are a couple of fact sheets on the agency's website about how to set secure passwords and also how to weigh up the alternatives such as a password manager. 
So thank you, Ben and Jaffley, um, for sharing uh, your practical tips and, and, and uh, experiences about all things password. And thank you to our listeners as well for joining us today. We hope you can join us again next month when we continue to explore cybersecurity in healthcare.